Alfredo Oka the third Esquire. Yo, 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 Dennis Brandon Finley. What's up, dude? <laughs> What's going on, man? Not a whole lot. Trying to gain myself back into reality that is I'm working full time again. Yes, I know. You've been dragging ass. Dude, I have been um I've been grumpy. I know. I've been bad. It's been it's been rough. <laughs> you used to you call me and I'd be like, yo. Now you call me, I'm like, what's up? Yeah, you sound like you just left a funeral every time I talk to you. I did. The funeral of my free life. Yeah, because pretty much you didn't do anything all summer except hunt records. Yeah, it was well, not only summer, but the I last mean, five, six months. Yeah, I mean, just waking up in a reasonable hour with the sun, as as my son used to say, the sun is on. <laughs> waking up with the sun on. Well, we live in Dang. we live in Florida, so we know when the sun's on. Yes, we do. And man, it was this morning, especially. Wait, walk outside at like six forty-five, man, and it's like eighty-five degrees, and like busting nut sweat from like my front door to <laughs> truck. And, and my wife know my wife terrible. knows I'm like always praying for rain because my job is surrounded by. I mean, it's entailed with good weather means crowded at my work. So you're the reason we had no soccer practice. <laughs> so if it's raining, it's always going to be a good day for me and a bad day for. The uh, community. So I, I'm I, I'm always pulling for the rain while during the summertime because it's literally bananas uh, at our some of our facilities that we have. B a n a s. I don't know why that song just popped in my head. We were talking about that earlier. Like what song popped in your head? Gwen Stefani. Go. <laughs> Banana. There she goes. There she goes. Um. Yeah. So you're praying for rain. I, I guess that's why soccer practice has been so awful recently. Because we can't practice because our field is literally a pond, which I guess is why it's named the Duck Pond. And it's literally turned into that lately. Canceled again I don't today. think it's been cut in about a week or two either. So you're going to get, you know, wet cleats, wet socks, and also you're going to get your legs eaten up by uh, weeds. Oh, yeah. It's, it's pretty bad out there today. I mean, it, it got so bad earlier – this week or, or Friday, I should say, it got so bad that we practiced in the parking lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're uh, doing what you would call making. The oh business. yeah, we we found a patch. It wasn't a very big patch, but it's just enough to get what we need to get done on Wednesday. But it's uh, it's been bad. It rains every single day. And, and as you know, if if we have our uh, first scheduled formal practice of the year, it's going to rain. Yep, it's done it every year. Every single year. First first practice. Sorry guys. Um we're getting lightning and, and rain and we're gonna cancel. And that's what happened again today. Of course once we canceled, it kind of sunshined a little bit afterwards because that also happened. And then it's really balmy and hot and humid and miserable. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. So what what's been going on this week, man? Well, I text you I think it was on Friday or maybe I think maybe Saturday. I'm not sure. I was at work and I was like, Hey man, you might want to cancel your Tom Petty box order for the wildflowers. Cause they just dropped the wildflowers album on uh, TomPetty.com. I know. I think that kind of shocked our little community when that came out, because it's been something that's been rumored for quite a, a long while. A, when I say long while I'm talking 10 years long. Yeah, but wasn't it kind of pleasing to see all the people trying to unload their unofficials really quickly? Didn't it kind of make you, your heart sing? Well, what's hilarious is I didn't know this. You sent me a screenshot and someone's doing a raffle like that day that it dropped. And I was like, they were to get rid of it. Like, I got to get rid of it. Yep, right there's a, and we know we know some <laughs> folks that have it uh, and actually have the OG copy, too. So. You know, either they're going to keep it because they're big Tom Fetty fans or they're kicking themselves for, you know, finding one for six, seven hundred dollars. Because, you know, you know, immediately that records lost its value to, I would say, three hundred dollars instead of the six to a thousand dollars that people are asking for now. Yeah, and, and I don't think it's ever going to go down much below that three to five hundred range. I, I think you could probably 
still still find somewhere in the 500 range if, if it's a good enough copy. Um, just just based upon the year, it was. I don't know. Five hundred's asking a lot. It is a lot, but there aren't many of those presses. So to find that genuine first press, and you and you know what I know, there are those first press hunters, and they're not going to want the repress. I mean that. I mean but, honestly, you think about it. All these OG copies that are out there of all these other different genres, and it's probably one of the most expensive OG copies. And I'm like, can you imagine everybody that's been wanting this record is going to pay? You're going to pay forty bucks. They're going to think that's so cheap. And when I was growing up buying a record, it was nine bucks. So 40 oh, yeah. bucks is pennies on the dollar instead of you shelling out $300 to, or 300 to $1,000 on a, on a Wildflowers album. Well, I can't tell you how many records I've paid 100 bucks for at this point or, yeah. or more. <laughs> you know, it's when you want something and there's only a few of them. That's kind of what this is all about is, is finding that record that you really want. And, and you know, hundred bucks is uh, sometimes so fair. for yeah. So for people that are listening now that aren't really into vinyl, just kind of checking out the podcast with us. You know, it was a shocker, as Brandon said earlier, that that thing just dropped, and I don't think anybody had any inclination. Inclination. <laughs> Here we go with Freddie's mis- mispronouncement. But I, I corrected myself. <laughs> you did. You did. No you one had a clue that was dropping. I mean, I don't think anybody knew. And when I saw, it, I was like, "Oh my stars." And I ordered two copies. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there is a friend of ours in the last couple of weeks, it's recently, who has acquired an OG copy of it. And it's actually a really fascinating story of how he found it. Um, but he's actually, I mean, he's happy. He's still happy because the way he found it, he was able to acquire it without giving up a lot of money for it so so as you know we did a record show in jacksonville about a month ago now i guess maybe a little bit longer and there was a guy from gainesville there and he had a copy and it was for sale for 750 dollars i actually inquired about it for a couple of people that i knew were interested but i was unwilling to really let anyone pay that but we have a friend who who i'll really uh he won't be named because of where the story is going but he was able to acquire it um for a trade which he worked really hard to do so so he went to the guy and he asked him and and i'll probably get a few of the details wrong but the gist of the story will remain intact he went to the guy and he said you know i don't really want to spend 750 dollars, but what would it take in trade in order to receive that record and and they kind of talked back and forth at the record show. And he said about $1,000 worth of records would, would work it out instead of cash. And so the guy, yeah, I don't know, right? It's <laughs> not exactly, uh, <laughs> you know, not exactly a, a cheap. So, so I want you to explain. He had it up for how much? $750, right? $750. So, he was up for $750 on prominent display as you walked <laughs> into the. Uh, right. Platform. So he had it for $750 cash. But. He'll take it for trade for $250 more. I just, I don't see the math here, but I understand what you're saying. Go ahead. But I mean, sometimes cash in hand is a lot better than records in hand, because if you're not going to listen to those records, it doesn't, it doesn't pay off the way cash would. If you were, you know, going to, I don't know, buy something like a new couch or something. Yeah, but you you and I both know $250 with the records in trade is a lot. It is. Especially if it's something that you really want to. So. It is. Yeah, it go is ahead. Fun. I'm sorry. But that's okay. So they tried to work out the trade throughout the show and, and they just couldn't hit the nail on the head. So about a week later, he was talking to a friend of ours, another friend of ours. And he said, Hey, this, this guy had the Tom Pay for sale and I tried to trade for it, but I just, I just can't get it. And he goes, You know, I just traded him for another album for a stack of Playboys. And the guy said, Really? Playboys? He's like, Well, when I was going off into the Marines, <laughs> when I was young, m- my dad gave me a subscription to Playboy, which, which is an odd gift to get from your father. <laughs> that, that's not what I would have got. But it, he got a stack of Playboys or a subscription of Playboy. So he still has them, and, and they're boxed up. And he thought, you know, well, well, how many do I have? So he contacted the guy, and he said, you know, just how many Playboys would it take in order to trade for the Tom Petty album. And I believe the number he gave him was 400. 
400 Playboys. And so what the guy wants is he, he sells the Playboys. And what he wants is, is the older ones. And so he said that most people come in hunting for their birth year um, and their birth month. And he'll sell the old ones. So, so, for instance, I would have bought like a March 1984 copy. Well, oh, your dog, your dog. Yeah, someone story. just walked in the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's how professional we are here at Beard and Vinyl. Um, so getting back to the story, it's funny. I'm looking at like a dog sticker right now from Savvy Vinyl with our with our friend Spin. I'll give her. A plug since we're talking about dogs. Spin is the owner of Savvy Vinyl. You can reach her at 321-421-7007. Again, that's Savvy Vinyl at 321-421-7007. And Savvy, I would like a sticker. I have a sticker for you, actually. All right. Thank you, Michelle. We are uh, we come bearing gifts next time I see you. So so four hundred Playboys. Well, he kind of looks around. He's like, well, I'm, I'm way short on 400. I don't know how many years that is, but he's like, well, maybe I can get it. So he scrounges around on Facebook Marketplace and comes to see that there is a guy selling Playboys. And he's also selling like Hustler and, you know, much dirtier adult magazines. So he reaches out to the guy and he's, he says to him, hey, um, would you be willing to trade for some Playboys? Well, come to find out, the guy's into records. And he says, well, how many records would it take to get, you know, me to 400 Playboys? And he, and he talks to the guy, and, and he said, well, I don't know. If you give me a stack of about three, 400 records, doesn't matter what shape they're in, as long as they're okay, um, and not, you know, just complete garbage, then I will uh, trade you these Playboys and these other magazines. So, so he goes to a local record store by the name of Wolfson Records, which has a notorious picking section. It's a massive warehouse for those of us who don't know. And it's unair conditioned in the middle of July. But they have stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks of dollar records. So he talks to the owner. His name is Ron. He says, Ron, how much would it cost to buy all these cases of vinyl records? He said, you know what? If you want to clear some space for it, I'll do it for a hundred bucks. So he buys the records for a hundred bucks and he takes it back to the guy with Playboys and he trades the records <laughs> for the Playboys. Then he takes the Playboys, takes it to the guy with Tom Petty's Wildflowers, and boom, he has Tom Petty Wildflowers original press for $100. Uh, and some Playboys from his talk family. about working the system, my friend. That is, I didn't know the story, guys. So this is news to me. I mean, I kind of knew a little bit about it, but I didn't know like the details of it. I mean, bro, he spent a hundred dollars on wildflowers. That's, that's a phenomenal price. So he's not upset about it dropping in price. Of course, you know he would rather it be worth seven if he was selling right. Right, but he still has an original press, and he has it for a hundred dollars. And at the end of the day. He's happy. The guy with the Playboys is obviously happy. Not too many people have ever been upset with Playboys. <laughs> but everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. And uh and he got it for a hundred dollars. I mean, is that not a story? It is. It is a it's a fantastic story. It's uh oh, man, the the stuff that goes on, you know, like the wheeling and dealing. And uh I had a guy tell me, and you I told you this before. And uh, I'll tell everybody that, you know, hustler never goes hungry, man. You're going to find a way to get something. You're going <laughs> to get it. You know, if you you can wheel and deal and you can trade stuff that somebody else wants and you get your what you want, that's the best trades ever. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's what the guy told us when we went to uh, to Llama Camp. <laughs> he said <laughs> alpaca camps. Yeah, I, I was just kidding. But when we went to the alpaca camp, he, he said there's three types of deals. There's a deal where you leave happy. There's a deal where I leave happy. And then the best kind of deal is we all leave happy. Yep. <laughs> and and he was right, you know. And and we all left happy that day. I think we were happier than him, though. Yeah. And, um, you know, I went on a pick earlier this week to Lake Butler, which is not too far from us. <laughs> that was not one of those deals. No. So I'll just tell you, it's a, it's a sweet story about this old guy because so it's a, they got this double wide and they go back into the property and it's got this 
you know, you like there's wooden utility sheds. Well, he's got an AC. He's 80 years old. He's got a lazy boy in there and he's got his record player going. And the lady that meets me at the front of the gate walking back there. And when I tell you he had over 3,000, 4,000 records, it was professionally done. It was like walls with the, uh, you know, the long crates that you can hold like a hundred records and you can just pull them out and look at them. It was all alphabetized. So he's sitting there and he goes, yeah, I probably, you know, have some, I probably have something you might like. And, you know, and I'm like, his name is uh, Willie. And he's 88 years old, sweet guy. And he's got the music going. I introduced myself to him. He goes, man, I think it's so cool that you're coming over here. He goes, I just don't have, I don't think I'm going to live to listen to the rest of these, these albums. I'm trying to get rid of them. Well, if he's trying to listen to 4,000 and he's 80 yeah. years old, if he started now, he's probably not going to make so, it. So, so, right. So, he's he's got 78, he's got 45, he's got all these 33s. And it, it's not well lit, but it is AC, so I'll give him that much. But so he's got – Real quick, in case people aren't into records, and, and we're using record lingo. Yes. Ex- explain 78s, 45s, 33s to people who might not have any clue what that so is. So, 78s weigh about three to four pounds a piece. They're real thick. Um, the 33s are thinner, and they play that 33 and a half speed. And then the four. And that's what we typically think of when we think of a record. We typically think of a 33. Right. And then there's these 45 frisbees. They're, they're either called 12 inch, there's sometimes 10 inch, and then there's a 7 inch, which are the 45s that go in the jukebox. And uh, actually, some of those 45s cost more than the 33s. It just depends what it is. Uh, so, anyway, I'm in there. And so I start looking through stuff and it's all like classical stuff. It's uh, soundtracks from, you know, the early fifties and forties beach, beach party, bingo, that kind of stuff. So I'm like, I'm just it's a Frankie Avalon. Man. Yeah. Frankie Avalon. And you left it. You left <laughs> I did. That? I did find a couple of Charlie Daniels, whatever. And he, and he grabs my hand. He goes, he goes, son, I just want to let you know that I'm asking a dollar a piece. And the ones without the case are 50 cent a piece. And he was dead serious. Like, like I was just going to shun it away. You know, like, I, I don't know. He was he's the sweetest old man. I, I felt honored to be in his, his, his man cave. It was his man cave. It was his, I feel like it was like 60 years of his life work of music. And so it was very endearing to go into this guy's collection and just, I pulled about 10 records out, paid 10 bucks for whatever it was. And it wasn't nothing that any heavy hitters, but it was really cool, you know, to go in someone's, it's it's weird how you go in someone's house and you think about it like this guy's been collecting 60 years of records and you you think about how long those have been in there and he's still listening to them it's really cool to go in people's homes or if you have a chance to do that and meet somebody that's just a, a vinyl enthusiast and he was like you know he's i don't listen to that music that goes thump 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 boom 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 because i don't listen to that stuff and that's, <laughs> but you know that's just one of the nicest stories uh you know running into most people are pretty nice about the vinyl stuff but when you walk into a, a man cave and he's got his rocking chair. He's got a fridge in there. He's got everything you think of. Yeah, I don't need your rocking chair. I, I, I believe. I believe old Willie. Did he have that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he had that, but I believe if old Willie had room to put a pool table in there and a dartboard, I think he'd have done that too. But very nice to meet that guy. It was really cool to run into an elderly man that was still in the vinyl. He was still rocking it too. He's like he's still playing it. So that was the uh, excitement of the week for me for as far as hunting. We've been bone dry with picks this week. But did you leave Frankie Avalon? I did. I did leave Frankie Avalon, and Ready. I left the gym neighbors. He had a stack of Neil Diamonds and uh, what's the other guy we always run across? Uh, so those, those were the diamonds. In the the gym neighbors and tons and tons of Barbara Streisand, like a whole shelf full of uh, Miss Streisand. Oh, oh, that's tough, man. We yeah, and, and like you said, we've been bone dry for. We've been bone dry till we went to the, since we went to the water damaged pick. It's like we got all the water damaged albums and and now we've been dry. Uh, it's it's been three or four weeks, man. And uh, and thank thank God for connections within the record community that are willing to work with us. Right, and you, when you talk about connections, you and I know I had a a garage sale Saturday, and I just we took pictures of what we were having. So I just threw out some stuff. Some dollar records. I put a dollar on all of them. And I sold like 40, I think 40-something records. And I was just amazed how many people were buying these records. I don't know if they buy them for the records or the covers because most of them are playable, but, you know, they weren't in the best shape. They're not ones you're going to be collecting, uh, you know, 
and put it on a nice system and get good sound. They're going to pop and crack and all that stuff. But uh, what we did get is a couple of connections with people that we live near that had, this guy told me he has, you know, over, I think, did I tell you 1,200 records? Or it was like something. I believe it was 1,200. He's going to call us. He's got, you know, some hair metal band. All He's got all that stuff. And he's like, you know, well, I'm just looking for the right person to trade or just unload them all on you guys. And they're, you know, they're all playable. I have collected them over years. They're all in good condition. So we got a couple leads out of it. Um, I got people actually wanted to stop by today and buy some country music from me, but uh, the rain kind of hampered that situation. But it's weird how, you know, you if you put it out there, you may end up, you know, getting connections with somebody else that has vinyl records. So that's the way it kind of works. That's, that's how it's been normal. It's been working a lot, actually is through just word of mouth or by pure luck. And, and see, this is where Freddie and I differ a little bit because I could like to kill him that he let this guy walk away. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he knows I'm like this too because when, when I go on a pick, I like to have every detail ready. I like to I like to know exactly what we're getting into, exactly where we're going, exactly what they're having, exactly how much I'm going to pay, the condition. When Freddie goes on a pick, he – he worries about the people's feelings. And, and and I get that. Like it means you're a good person and you're not wanting to like rip anybody off. It, in the same sense, I would like to be prepared for what I'm getting into. Um, because a lot of times we do drive a, a great distance for these things. And sometimes when we drive that great distance, it doesn't work out. So, so you and I differ a little bit on it where, I I don't want to say I'm pushy, but I like. No, you are pushy. Don't say you're not, because don't. I, I'm pushy in a nice no. Way. You, dude, I wanted to kill you that one day. We we're at that one guy's house. You were like, he was talking about his his grandfather was about to pass away. You're like, well, we can come over there now and go get the records of George. And I was like, no, no, no. You're making it. You're making love, it way, let, way worse You you was. bugged that. You said we could come see him within five five times in three minutes. And I was like, dude, let him contact us. <laughs> Wait. Uh, it's, it wasn't how it worked. It's the same thing where you were thinking the other night that I was mad, but I wasn't, and you twisted my words. And then I read <laughs> I'm good at text. I'm good at twisting words, by the way. You are good. You're very good at twisting words. But the so guy got my. But the guy, the guy, the guy, the garage, the guy, the garage sale got our information. That's all. He got our card, so that was all that mattered. Right, but your cardinal sin was letting the guy walk away without getting his number. No, he said he's gonna call. He lives right down the road. Um, so I think we're good, man. He's he's pretty. He seemed pretty good about it. I mean. I don't worry about it, you know. I don't. I don't think he was like in a rush to sell them, and I'm not in a rush to buy them. And I, I was gonna right. be like a, uh, like I told you, the guy, the, the donkey from Shrek, like pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. I don't want to be that person because <laughs> if we do that, then I feel like we're desperate, and then the price is gonna go up. I hear you. I, I would have definitely have got the guy's number and just had a had a simple text with him later and said, hey. Um, we talked the other day. I was just trying to confer back, you know, whether you were still interested. <laughs> yeah. And that's how I would have played it. And, and you would have made that into, hey, man, are you going to sell these records to me? Because I need them right now. That's how you would have made it into. But I understand. You, you'd you like to make me into an excitable. You are. Player. You are. You, you <laughs> can tell. I Every time we go on a pick, I can tell when you're like, well, you're impatient and you're pushy with some people. Sometimes. Not in a nice way. But I can tell because I'm with you all the time. I know. I'm like, dude. But. But to get back to Death Row Grandpa, <laughs> which which he wasn't, which you're making it so much worse. You're making me out to sound like this guy who's wishing his grandpa. Well, uh, so I'll tell you. I'll tell you. So no, let's, let hang me tell on. The story. Let's, 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 let's hear the correct version of this story. Okay, I'll, and I'll tell the other. I'll tell the other one too after this. Yeah. So so we had just carried down the the stairs, five very large, very very large crates filled to the brim of, of mostly nonsense that is is still you know hidden away and when we went down he goes well i happen to have a whole lot better stuff at my grandfather's in valdosta and i and i said oh really i was like <laughs> i would be very interested in that stuff as well and he said well my grandpa's you know not really ready to get rid of it right now and then i said to him i said well if he decides he is ready to get rid of it I would I would love to come see it. And and we continue to have conversation. And then at the end of the conversation when we were about to leave again, I did say, you know, you have my number. If your grandpa ever decides to sell, send me a text. Your memory and, your, and your was, memory's bad because you did it three times. 
That is three times. No, you, well, no, you did it three times. Like, hey, let me know about your grandfather. Hey, <laughs> let me know about your grandfather's records. Hey, by the way, before we leave, <laughs> let me know about your grandfather's records. So I was like, golly, man, let's just go. We. Well, that was three times. Like yeah. I said, yes. You're just you're you're making the three times worse than the three times actually were. Oh man! And then we were at a record store, and this guy comes in. And we don't own the record store, obviously. We're going, we're in a record store, and this guy walks in. And he goes, "Oh, I'm looking to sell records." And Brandon looks at me. I'm like, he whispers, "Hey, you think we should go talk to him about getting these records?" I'm like, "No, no, we should not go talk to this guy about getting <laughs> records." He just walked into the record store where we're buying records from, and no, we're not doing that. Well, that was not how it was either. You, you see, you, you did say bad. that. Though. You did say I, that. Man, I wish we should go out there and talk to that guy about records. And I, I was like, I, and I said, absolutely said. not. That's, that's that's what I said. I said, man, I wish we could go out there and talk to this guy about <laughs> records, but that would be wrong. So, so I was not saying we should go talk to the guy about records. I said, man, I wish we could, and I wouldn't have talked to that guy about records because the owner of that record store is a friend of ours. And that would have, I felt like, overstepped boundaries. You're a, you're a habitual so, line stepper. Well, I didn't overstep. I, I know what the boundary is. And I and I said, man, I wish I could. But wishing you could and, and actually doing it are. And shout out things. to Charlie Murphy for habitual line stepper. That's one of my favorite phrases. Charlie Such Murphy. a great <laughs> habitual line stepper. It is an awesome two word phrase. But let's let's just be clear. No lines were stepped over. You did say I, I did, and I disagree say, with you a little I, bit, but that's okay. I I hate to know what the stories sound like when I'm not around. I don't tell you what this. I tell you the story, and then you disagree with how I say it. So I, I do, I do. You, you're like the guy from Big Fish. Like I want to hear your life story when you go to be on your day. No, it's like a fishing story. Oh, and, this fish was. 28 feet long. <laughs> yeah. And you're near miss of the pros. I would have made it. But, you know, I did. I, if it wasn't. And I the- actually did tell you when we left that one guy's house, I said, dude, you were being really pushy. And you're like, no, I wasn't. I'm like, yes, you were. So it's not a, this, this is not a, a conversation that's not just made up. It's just, it's actually how I felt like you're being pushy with that guy. But it's okay because you were nice about it. He didn't realize it. I realized it, though. Right. So. And if he didn't realize it, Odds are probably wasn't doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, still a funny story though. Still a funny story. Uh, you know what's funny? How you exaggerate my words. I'm gonna start doing this to you. I'm gonna ta- I'm gonna take these little things you do and I'm gonna make them into big things. You you would have made a great writer. You know. Oh that? yeah. I'm. I'm a, well, I'm, a, I'm, well, I'm an English major, good. so you know, fiction is my 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 uh my forte. When, when you say you're an English major, does that really mean that you wrote a paper one time in eighth grade that was good? Let me tell you how good I was in college. <laughs> Let me tell you how good I was in English. I, oh, Lord. When, so I, my second year in college, Here we I go. had to go to night school because I was working. So, And you don't realize this. When you go to community college at night school, it's all people that – I'm like 18 now, 19. There's Everybody's 40 years old or older, and I'm like the youngest person in there. So I don't have any relatable qualities to anybody in there. And uh, so I knew that, um, you know, and you know, from being a journalist writing for the paper at Lake City, you write, if you write stuff that you're familiar with, it's always good. Here's the difference though, Freddie. I just wrote facts. Right. But what I'm saying is you always, you always write better if it's something that you're familiar with. Am I correct? You are okay. correct. In that so all, the, all I would do is my English teacher from high school, he's one of, the, one of my uh, favorite teachers, would always say, if you have something to write on, write on something that you're familiar with. So that's what I would always do. And, and so I actually became the teacher's aide at a community college for English. And that's kind of how it went. I, I did made straight A's and I barely went to that class. But so that's how it kind of evolved into getting my, my, my English major in writing. And, uh, and I can't pronounce words. So go figure. <laughs> I w- that's what we need to do a whole show on is Freddie's mispronounced words. I'm going to start making a list. That's okay. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with making fun of myself because I do it all the time. I know. You're okay with making fun of everyone. Oh, yeah. Especially if they know me. <laughs> That's true. You make fun of me a lot. Yeah. Well, we make fun of each other a lot. That's true, but mine's true. <laughs> Here we go. 
<laughs> All right. So what else is going on? Um, well, you guys, I don't know if you got on Facebook. We got our buddy coming in next next week. I'm not sure what they were in the podcast, but we're going to bring in uh, Dylan Gerard. He's a rec- he'll be on the Friday before. Later. Right. Well, we're going to do a podcast with him, correct? Okay. Correct. So he's a national. He's a Nashville country music singer. Well, they categorize him as country, but really he's more. Uh, what do you say, bluesy, kind of folksy country? I think I think he would fit into kind of that Lumineers, Ava Brothers kind of category. Right. So this is a cat that uh, grew up in the town we lived in, and he, I've known him since he was young. He worked for me too at the Y. So we're going to have him on next week. That'll be interesting because we have some pretty good stories with him. Well, I do from him working with us at the Y. Dana's got some stuff too because he's a teacher at the high school with him as well, and uh, the whole family is I'm pretty familiar with. So it'll be good to have him on there. And it's awesome to see him being successful, man. It's really cool to see that stuff. It's funny to think about the evolution. And I don't think we said his name, but his name's Dylan Gerard. It's, it's funny to think of the evolution of Dylan Gerard because his sister was a year younger than me. So we grew up together. Um, and one of my first memories of Dylan and I, I will talk about yeah, it later. It's fine. In high school, we used to wear, wear, basketball heads on <laughs> our heads at at basketball games and we sat in the front row and of course when we went to high school our team went to the final four in state and we were just you know amazing and so uh a group of my friends and, and we actually started this kind of tradition it actually started at my house my my house we went and got five dollar basketballs from walmart and we cut them and we made face masks and we put like stars on them like kiss and, you know, just kind of kind of made it look kind of weird. And we sat on the front row and we yelled a lot of obscenities, probably. <laughs> well, maybe not obscenities. We, we yelled a lot of things, but most of it was just stupid. And uh, we were the trash talkers. And then we developed into like a like a pretty solid student section at the games. And and Dylan and his brother Spencer just thought we were like the coolest guys, which tells you a lot about what they thought was cool to begin with. But, you know, just thought we were cool. And I, I remember when they were young and they couldn't have been, I mean, I, I don't know, much, much older than third or fourth grade. And, and they wanted to wear basketball heads to the game one day, time because they thought we were cool. And, and they wore basketball heads on their, uh, <laughs> on their heads and joined us. And, uh, and that was pretty cool. And, uh, and so, yeah, Dylan, Dylan thought I was cool. So, you know, keyword was thought. But, <laughs> of hey. course. So, uh, and we'll do we'll do more stuff on Dylan, obviously next week. Uh, well, plenty of time to do all that. Uh, we had, you know, we've done some certain things, like as far as topics of how music relates to certain things. And I was talking earlier. I I was asking you, like, what song do you remember from a movie that that you can always go back to? And like, oh, I remember that movie, and that's a great song, and. I love singing that song when it's on the on the movie that I'm watching. So, well, I will just give you this. Yeah, I fell in the pier. You were in the pier. We all fell in the pier. Yeah, I said the pier. All righty then. <laughs> mouse rat. So, mouse rat. Um, man, I, I chased my wife around the house for maybe maybe a month straight just going, Pill, I was in the pill. <laughs> and just over and over and over. And I would literally chase her. She would run from me screaming and go, ah! As I was going, we all fell in the pee, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would do my, you, you hear my obnoxious, like, 90s singer voice that I do it with. <laughs> with and it's not good. It's that's not all right. Good. That's all but, right. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a song that uh, you sing along to and you got good memories with. That's all that really matters. Yeah. Mostly just scary. <laughs> but it's cool, though. Like, um, you know, we. And I've told you this. Uh, I saw the previews when it was before it came out. Was the Guardians of the Galaxy, and I was like, "Man, this movie looks stupid." 
same guy, which is kind looks of stupid, right? The movie looks stupid. There's a raccoon on there. There's a tree. And the comic book was not that big in Marvel. I used to collect comics because there's my nerd card again. Um, anyway, so at the very beginning of the movie, we go see this movie. And my little girl, Chelsea, she's an 80s person. She loves all the 80s stuff. So Redbone comes on with Come and Get Your Love. It's the very opening scene. Come and get your love. Right. And I was like, and he's, he's uh, lip singing it. He's got his little, <laughs> he's got his little Walkman on. He's got... The, the little foam headset and i'm like this is a this is a fantastic song to a movie that i had no idea what to expect and i was like so now i hear that song and i thought i could think about is chris pratt kicking that little rat alien um across the way when he's trying to go get this this uh piece of uh what is it the little infinity stone so anyway that's one of those songs to come and get my love come and get your love from Redbone, and uh, that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie it's the very first scene so we always watch that first scene just because it's just uh, put you in a good mood, man. I don't know what else. It's it's funny that we both just mentioned songs and Chris Pratt had something to do with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's totally unrelated circumstances, but yeah, <laughs> I just I keep down thinking about like my wife and scaring her. You know, you know those YouTube videos where you see like guys sneaking up behind their wives, and th- the wife is just like ah ah and just continually scare them have you seen yeah i've seen the there's a my wife watches something on youtube where these couples are married and they do it all the time like like she gets him three or four times and he'll get her but you know they i I saw one that was like unbelievable this guy had like some dissolvable uh swim trunks so she told him she told him that her her uh her his bob the trunks that don't begin as skinny dipping right so they're at the beach they're at the beach. He goes in there. She told him that his mom had bought him for him. And so he goes in the water and all of a sudden you just see him look up and she's just dying on the beach. Like she's on the shore watching him and he's trying to come up and he's had to hold his, he's got to hold his front. He's got to hold his back. The pants are falling off and everything. It's hilarious. But I'm like, I would kill Jennifer if she did something like that. But it'd be funny though, after I thought about it. <laughs> so mine's different. I don't intentionally scare my wife. I just show up and scare my yeah. wife. I walk home in the afternoon. And I've told her, I've, I've thought about reporting this because I'll walk home in the afternoon and I'll open the door and I'll say, hey, and she goes, ah! <laughs> it happens more often than you'd like to think. I'll go outside and take the trash off and then come back in and, and, and say, is there anything? Ah! Like I won't even get my. Dude, it's so funny out. because, you know, like they have those fake plastic roaches. Man, yes. those work every single time, Brandon. When Halloween comes, get you some. Put them by the, put them by the coffee maker. <laughs> that stuff, the first, right, right, right in the beginning of the morning, put it right by the toothbrush. Man, it gets them every time, every single time. That won't scare her as much as it will make her turn violent. Mm-hmm. I, I, my wife will hit an inanimate object or a small insexual creature very quickly. She'll, she'll hit anything. Actually, she's hit me before trying, thinking I'm an intruder in my It sounds like house. you said insexual. Insexual. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Yes. She's, yeah, she will hit incestual beings as well. If, if an incestual being shows up at our house, they will probably leave in a casket. Yes, that is true. Um, but getting back to the movies because we're way off topic. That's all right. My wife probably being talked about far more than she would like. Um, but getting back to the topic, you know, one of those songs that kind of sticks out to me, you mentioned this earlier, and I can never hear the song Bohemian Rhapsody without thinking of Wayne's World and the car scene and the guy in the back seat who's obviously had far too much to drink that night and the scene where it's like, let me go. And he is about to spew. And in fact, when he gets out of the car, Wayne looks at him and says, if you're going to spew, spew in this. And hands him one of the little tiny Dixie cups that you take your water and medicine with if you're 80 years old. So, yeah. So how old were we when that movie came out? It's at least probably five or six Okay, so I saw that movie in the movie theaters. I was like, I think it was 14, 15. And that song had been out for, you know, way, way earlier than that. And guess what? Once that movie hit, 
it brought, brought it back on the radio and I was like singing the song and I didn't realize it had been out a long time. And then come to find out it's been out for years. It was just, they brought it back and it was one of those songs that you're like, this band queen is going to be huge. <laughs> well, I knew that they were, I knew it was queen. I just didn't know, you know, I've, I've heard that song, but they brought it back on MTV too. That was the craziest thing. You see the video of it. And I was like, man, this, this song is really taken off. And it's been, it's the second time it's been out now. It's funny how movies can can do that kind of thing too. I mean, you look at something like The Dirt coming out about a year ago, and Molly Crew songs right now, kind kind of hot with Home Sweet Home and things like that. Though they're getting a uh, first look for a new generation or Shout at the Devil, you know, songs like that which were dead. I mean, they're. I mean, you can get Molly Crew tickets. In fact, some of my friends got tickets to see Motley Crew, and I want to say Def Leppard. I can't remember. It's been ten years, but. The tickets 10 years ago were like nothing, like 20 bucks. And now if they toured together, you're talking, you know, massive tickets. Well, prices. yeah. Massive I, I, uh, it's 83, I believe. And I, I think I mentioned this before, but the tickets for Jackson 5, the Victory concert, was 50 bucks a person. And that was a boatload of money back then. And now you think about it, 50 bucks is about the norm for a cheap concert. So oh, it's yeah. crazy how prices... I think we paid, I think Jennifer and I paid to go see Def Leppard a couple years ago. I think we paid one, 150 a piece maybe or 120 a piece. It was pretty expensive, but it, we had good seats. But it's just, you know, I mean, it's, it is what it is, man. If you want to go see something, you're going to pay up for it if it's a good band. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, and a band that's been around as long as Def Leppard. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what you're going to pay. So, you know, that the, the whole Bohemian Rhapsody thing, I can't tell you how many times my friends and I have mocked it in our life as well. In fact, when, when Tanner got married out in Vegas, we had a, a, a wedding out there for him in Vegas in the Valley of the Sun, which is kind of a, it's not a national park, but it's, it's along the lines of, of what you'd see in a national park out there. So we had to ride like 30 miles into the desert to get there. Well, on the way back from the wedding, we're all in the limo together and you needed a 12 minute song mm-hmm. to get by. And there, there's a very famous video, not very famous. Well, I say very famous. I mean, within an eight person friend group, <laughs> my, my wife's pregnant with my son at the time. And we're going down this bumpy road, but we're playing Bohemian Rhapsody. And, and for a minute, the morning sickness, we're, we're all for, and we're all looking around the car and we're all singing it as loud as we possibly can. And, you know, we're taking the phone and passing it around and everybody's looking at the phone and pretending that they're Freddie Mercury. And, you know, just those things that you do yeah. with your friends that you look like a complete idiot, but for 12 minutes you forget that you're, you know, being judged by everybody and you just actually have a really oh, yeah. good time. It was one of those genuine moments that everybody just has a really, really yeah. good time. And so I'll never forget that. With that, Well, I don't know if you saw the – I think it's about four years ago. AT T brought a commercial out. It was uh, sir, it was um, just just a friend by Ms. Marquis. You you got what I need, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. my buddy Kareem, I'm, I think you've met him once, maybe. He's real. He's not very outgoing. And everything. We're coming back from a, a CrossFit uh, competition down in Tampa, and we were like deadbeat. And I was like, dude, you got to drive home, and we're driving home the same night after a competition. So I, I've done this before. We get on there. He does not want to. He's like, I do not want to do this. I did not want to Bismarcky, just a friend. And we're filming in the car. He is furious. But as soon as it comes on, guess what he's doing? He's singing it with me. And uh, you could see <laughs> at first he was annoyed. But then once he got into it, he was all about it. And that's what it's all about, man. Like doing stuff with your best friends. And I'll never forget it. And it's on Facebook every time we, uh, it, you know, those memories pop up. It pops up once a year or, or I'll post it on his his Facebook page for his birthday and he wants to kill me. So <laughs> it's funny stuff. I remember seeing the video. That's when you guys uh, went out to angels landing. Oh, that was the video. And I think it's a different one. What song that was that? Uh, I think it was Chicago. We were singing a Chicago song. Yeah. Oh Lord. Even better. Even, even yep. better. So, so you just tried to put this man on public embarrassment. Is, is well, that was Danny and my buddy Newman. We went to Zion's. Cream was in the other car. Cream was with one with me and Tan. Yeah. Well, better. he had his wife, so he, he had his wife with him. So he was kind of like, 
not with us. He drove separately. I, I got you. I got you. It's it's fun how music can do that though. At at times where it it lets you forget everything else and and you don't think about it for a second, and then you look at each other and you're like, okay, we look a little dumb. We should probably stop this. <laughs> yep. 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 At least I do. I don't care, man. I, I think it's fun. Like I, well, I'll sit, I'll sing in the car with you, and a rap I'll song will come on. You're like, you you know me. I got my head my head bombing, I mean head bobbing, and then I got my hand gestures. I'm like <laughs> rapping with my hands. You hate it. You're like, what are you doing? I'm like, that's what I do, dog. That's what I do. You you uh, are a little extreme when it comes to your body. Oh yeah, language. man. Oh yeah, man. You got to have the music when you're driving, especially all the miles we drive. I mean this. I, I don't want to talk to you the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I usually, uh, I do most of the time. No, I don't like talking to you. I just like, sometimes just go to listen to some music. No, yeah. no, I hear you. I just say that when we're going, I probably do most of the and, time. And it's different music too. Cause Hey man, let's listen to Cody Jinx for 45 minutes. I'm like, all right, I guess. But then mine's, mine's on random. So you'll get like, you know, you'll get a George Strait song and then all of a sudden NWA comes on and then Mariah Carey comes on. You're like, it's like a 16 year old girl. <laughs> yeah. It's a playlist. Song. You want to. And, and, and you can't make it to the end of the song without you being like, yeah, I'm okay. done with the song. I'm done with it. Yeah. You're like three minutes and 30 seconds into a five minute song. You're like, okay. Yeah, fast forward next song. And I think that's why I like records because I cannot, I, I have to listen to how the artist intended it to make it complete. I've always been that way. I always prefer to listen to the whole album rather than jump back and forth. So if I want to listen to something, I listen to something. I don't listen to George Strait and then Janet Jackson. You know, I, it, it drives me nuts. I, I I used to like kill my high school girlfriend with stuff like that because we'd be a minute and 30 seconds into I get knocked down and I, I want to get up again, but she doesn't <laughs> want to let me get up again. Goodness gracious. It's, so, you know, I, you can't get knocked down without getting back up again because you're never going to keep me down. And she kept me down, Freddie. And, and that's why the relationship ended. Did you? Because she's never going to keep those, me down. One of those, I'm sure you've seen those shirts, the the Lionel Richie shirts. Have you seen those? The one, hello, is it me you're looking for? I love that shirt. Oh, I yeah, want that yeah. shirt. Every yeah. time I see it, I want it. And I never can find it, like, for sale. It's always on some weird website that sends those scratchy, Hundred percent cotton shirts that are the Gildens that I hate. You know how I hate those, so I just I can't do it. Gotta have that. And it's got the little collar on it. It looks like a turtleneck, so it's real big. And I'm like, I'm not wearing that, man. I'm not. I'm, you, you know, we are making shirts. Yes. We should. You know what we should do for a sequel to our shirts? Hello, is it us you're looking for? No, God <laughs> no. <laughs> Could you? Well, here, here's the thing on that shirt. He's laying down and he's got his arm propped up under his head, kind of like the Michael Jackson gatefold on Thriller. That's well, we could go with the whole Burt Reynolds. Oh no, no, no. That that would be something more akin to uh, <laughs> some of our friends from other pages. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh man, but no, we we could do the Step Brothers turtleneck <laughs> picture. I mean, because we're when we do this, you know, we said to each other, "What's the stupidest thing we could do?" And so. I mean, we've we've achieved that, but I, no, I want to do De La Soul with the llama. I mean, the, I want to do our faces and then the alpaca. I tell you what, if we get five people respond to us and say, "Hey," and not your wife, <laughs> your, our friends don't count. So if we get five people to say they think that's a good idea for a shirt, what? And you don't think it's a good idea, but there's another album that came out. And they took that exact same cover. And, I know. Yeah, what they, about. that yeah, cover's yeah. iconic in the. It's like a Rick and Morty. Yeah, it's something. It's some kind of cartoon that mimic. And Brandon doesn't realize that's a that's an iconic cover for a rap, and uh, he poo poos my idea on that. I think it's cool. <laughs> I poo poo everywhere. According. Oh to gosh, <laughs> let's not bring. I don't want to talk yeah. about feces anymore. <laughs> I'm done. We're we're just we're in the tank. No, nah, no, nah, it's good, man. Kind kind of like my feet. Oh boy. <laughs> Anything else that you'd like to discuss? No, I don't think so. We were. I was going to bring up some stuff. You know, people don't know what goes behind 
all the the live auction stuff. There's we could talk about it at a different time, but the 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 bitterness or the uh, animosity towards some pages, I think it's funny because I just don't. You know, we we try to just do our own show. I don't worry about anybody else's stuff because there's no point in it. That's not helping you. It's not helping me. It's not helping them. It just it's just stupid. So it is. It is stupid. I tell you though, I would like to say that I was quite grumpy on our last show. I don't know if I don't know if anybody else noticed. And I don't know if it's the fact that I've had about five hours of sleep per night for the last three weeks. Here we go. And that's not usual for me. I, I know a lot of people do that on regular, but I haven't. You know, I'm I'm the kind of guy who needs who needs sleep. And I I get grumpy without it. Maybe I need to drink more coffee. No, you definitely don't need to drink more coffee on road trips. I thought we weren't going to talk We're about not. it. Fred. I just said you don't need to drink coffee. I got you. We'll leave it at that. So I felt grumpy last show. I did feel a little, little on edge. And I felt stupid more than anything because I was like, man, I don't know what to put out. I, I didn't know what to put out for people. And I was getting grumpy because I was like, man, I keep pulling stuff out, but I don't know what to pull. And sometimes that people probably don't realize how embarrassing that can be. And, and it's not like it's embarrassing. Like you're seeing me with a dissolvable bathing suit. <laughs> it's more like you just feel like you're not good at your job. So well, and here's the thing too, you know, some nights you'll sell every single record, which is rare. You sell every single record. I mean, Right, like the week before. I it's it's hard. It's hard to do because you have to have different personalities, different people that like different stuff. So sometimes you have that crowd. Sometimes you don't. You know, I, and I, I remember, I think on the same show this past week with you, I, I didn't sell like three records. I was like, okay, whatever. So I just I just kind of, you know, just kept them going. And then, you know, I forgot what sold, but it did sell. And, and it started running off, you know, you know I was running off the, the $10 records and, I just went with that. If that's what was going, that's what's going to go. You know, it just, it just happens to be that way sometimes. It just, it's a mix. Yeah, and I, I think that was part of the problem is I had graded all these records, but you know, at my house I have, I don't even know how many, well, we call them commons. I don't know how many of those I have. You know, those those 5 to $15 records that, that most people have if they've been collected a while. And, and most of our, our listeners, I would say, are people who've been collecting a decent amount of time. They're they're not a lot of newbies, so we try not to put out the commons as much because people don't want them. And we try to know who watches this, and we try to um, kind of dictate what we go looking for based upon who watches our show. Because you know, we want those people who keep coming back. We want them to have something to come back for. You know, if we're continually putting up the same record over and over, well, they don't want to come back and watch that. We're we're not that entertaining um, to just watch us talk about records. So, you know, we try to go find stuff. And I guess it just made me feel a little dumb <laughs> last week because I kept trying to put things up. And I just – it was crickets. And I was like, man, this this hasn't happened in a while. And I, I think being cranky, I was just – I was kind of like – I don't know if I was – embarrassed is not the right word, but I was just kind of kind of like what to do. Like it's kind of like you're sitting on – you're a pitcher and you're on the mound and you can't figure out what pitch to get this guy out. Like no matter what he does, he keeps fouling you off. And I felt that way. Like I'm just throwing, kept throwing pitches and he keeps just fouling me off. And we're at like 19 pitches thrown and I'm on the same batter. It's just, that's the best Speaking way. Speaking of pitchers, it. I don't know if you saw this story. Um, the, this rookie pitcher came in last week. It was his debut. So he's first major league ball game. So he's made to the show. He's all amped up. Guess what happens, Brandon? Nope. His arm. The first four batters he gave up a home run to. <laughs> oh, oh. Hey, here's show. your introduction, Bubba. Four dingers. Yeah. And they, you know, you haven't said. And Bubba they in a kept while. him in the game, and I thought that was an awesome call by the coach. Because what are you going to do? He's already four runs down. It doesn't get much worse than giving up. Your ERA is already shot for the first three months now. You gave up four. Yeah, but. I'm- it could be worse. You know, it could have had two batters on when he got brought in and gave so, him a home run and then he gave him right. another so, home run. So, so what I, at least there's so why I mentioned that is just because you're having a bad little streak right there. You just keep on going, man. Just keep on going. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, I, and I was still happy at the end of the day. I, mean, I wasn't mad 
at the end of the day, it's just like some. It was confusion. What in the heck and, do you do? Yeah, and I'm like, and and there's who's the one person that is in your life and is in my life that will put your ass in check in a heartbeat. Well, I was gonna say Jesus, but then you cursed <laughs> <at me. laughs> Who who brings us back down to earth though? Yeah, and my wife does sure. the same thing. She's you're being a you know you're being a prick. All right, I, I guess I am. I'll have to go back and look at it. Sure enough, if I think about it, if I watch it, maybe I was, maybe I was, but I didn't notice you being that way, and I told you that. But I'm with you a lot, or I talk to you a lot, so I don't I don't notice that stuff honestly. Just what I'm being. Yeah, I noticed that because I'm so, I'm probably too not I'm probably too supposedly. nice about it sometimes. And uh, that's why I notice it. Cause I got, I deal with people every single day. At, I got to pretty much kiss butt every day at my job. So. And then I do, yeah, you teenagers. deal with teenagers. So you're, I, I understand your crankiness. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not going to be too nice to you. Cause you know, I, I deal with teenagers. I can't, I, I can't even tell you some of the things that kids think they can get away. Oh, with. I know. I know. In I ran class. a YMCA. That we had 3000 kids. So I understand completely. Yeah, I mean, I had I sent a kid out of the classroom today because that's all you can do to him in 2020. And I will tell you what he said, and I won't tell you who it was. I'll tell you <laughs> later. But, but it's just it's not um it's not. PG-13. Folks, I will tell you, I had yeah. scheduled beatings when I was a kid. I turned out of I didn't go to oh, jail. Yeah. So, go pick yeah, your I, I, Hey, I whip my kids, but but you know what? If you whip them one or two times. And they know that that's going to happen again. It'll stop. You don't have to beat them every week, but you keep on messing up, and that's what's going to happen. But it only take, takes you one or two times, you know. For my kids, they knew I was going to. That's Freddie Oka for Child Protective Services. <laughs> Freddie Oka. I'm just saying, you know, you get the you, you and your dad's probably giving you the look. Like, look, man, you do that one more time, and it's going to be Belt City for you. And my dad still gives. Me yeah, the look, dude. I'm still scared of my dad. My dad's 78. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't see your dad, dad fighting, but I mean, I guess he did hit a guy with a frown. He did. Once, he did. So, which we'll, I guess we'll tell that story. I thought, I did, I thought we did do that. No, uh, we, we, you told me the story, but it, gotcha. it didn't make it. All right. Well, we're close to an hour now. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody tuned in and tuned out a while ago. So I don't know. Well, what we appreciate do? you guys that are continuing to listen to our show and we'll be back on saturday correct saturday at seven not on the podcast not on the podcast on vinyl live tv on vinyl live tv and we have great sellers all week long including tonight but we're missing the show to do this but starting tomorrow you got jp and rebel on tuesday and steven dinga and sherry dinga on wednesday and John Byrne has took enough of everybody's lunch money. So he's going to let Brandon Supernall have a run out this Thursday. And Rebel and JP back Friday. And then we'll back on Saturday. And then we'll have a podcast with uh, Mr. Dylan Gerard, formerly with Don't Side Daisy and Soapbox Havoc. So you guys check out Don't Side and- Daisy on iTunes. I believe it's on iTunes. And it might be on Spotify. It is on Spotify. I would definitely check out Don't Side Daisy. Um, start with the song Fear because you're not going to go wrong there. And I do want to mention that we have Jose Alcala back on Vinyl Live TV. And it's awesome to have him back. We have a a lot of people that get a lot of good metal right now on our on our page. So maybe we're becoming known as the metal page. <laughs> nah. And then us. We're <laughs> then a us. potpourri. Yeah, and you said it right, so I'm happy with that. So, so Freddie, um, I guess uh, bye bye, little Sebastian. (laughs) Don't fall into the pit. I won't fall into the pit. All right. So I guess I guess they're so tales from the crypt next week, guys. Stay tuned Saturday for our vinyl auction on on Vinyl Life TV at seven o'clock. And anything else, Brandon? All right, guys. Peace. Peace.